0: and a touchdown. Fell into the middle of that line, and it's a touchdown. Big return for Crowder, 85 yards. Darnold escapes, trying to buy himself some time. Fires end zone, it's caught. Incredible play by Darnold. He'll hit immediately when he really got the handoff. You know <laughs> the Q-inator. Oh my
2: gosh. Listen, thank you.
3: From the TOJ Digital Studio, this is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And we are going to talk about day number 14 of New York Jets training camp with the owner, the operator, the lead reporter, the whole shebang over at JetsInsider.com. Of course, above all that, a very big deal, Mr. Chris Nimbley. Chris, I want to start by talking about this. You and I have been very vocal about the fact that when people try to make a big deal out of Makai Becton losing some reps to somebody like Frankie Luvu or Jordan Jenkins, it's not really that big of a deal because he's learning from it. You don't see him making the same mistake twice in most instances. And so when people would get concerned, we would say he's going to learn from it, and it'll make him a better player, and it'll have him more prepared for the regular season, and this is really what training camp is for. And I think today, you got the opportunity to see exactly why this is the case, because Frankie Luvu, who beat Becton for a sack at the stadium on Sunday today, went up against him on two straight reps and got flattened.
0: Yeah, and completely flattened like cartoon uh uh Wiley Coyote getting run over uh flattened. Um <laughs> like yeah it it, it and man uh, Makai Becton is so much bigger uh than Frankie Louvu. And it, it this it's really simple uh with Becton right now and for this year. If a defender's gonna let Becton get his hands on him, it's over. It's over. The, the way that uh, – the, the hope they have is to be able to evade those hands. Uh, and that's – I've talked about this all camp since the beginning of camp that specifically with Jordan Jenkins, every time Jordan Jenkins won a rep, it was because he pulled some savvy vet move that Becton just wasn't ready for. But any time Becton wins the rep against Jordan Jenkins – it's just because Becton got his hands on him or got in front of him. And Jordan Jenkins just couldn't get around him. Uh, these guys on defense, like they're, they're kind of struggling with figuring out a plan of attack for Becton because he's so big, so massive. And then he's got such long arms that you can't just get up into him. And, and that's not going to do anything. He's just going to swallow you. Um, and you you end up trying to beat him around the edge. And next thing you know, you're 15 yards in the backfield because he just pushes you along and he extends those arms. And it's like, oh, I'm way too far out of it here. So they're, they're having trouble uh, figuring out a plan of attack here. And it's a good sign, but again, he's still a rookie. So this is going to happen. There's going to going to be moments in games this year where he falters, where something doesn't go right, where he gets beat by something he wasn't expecting. That's going to happen. Like, you, you have to be prepared for that. There's going to be up and down moments. But evaluating Beckton, what anytime you're watching Becton this year, don't evaluate him for what how he looks exactly on that day. You have to look at it, evaluating it for the future. Just basically what I'm telling you, this should be... Uh, what fans uh, uh, dream of doing when he does something good get super excited for it and and look forward to more of that in the future when when something bad happens you can just write it off as yeah, he's a rookie and we'll see how much of that you know obviously if 70 percent of the plays are bad that's that's going to be alarming but it, it, it's i highly doubt that's going to be the case if you're sitting there and 70% of the plays are great and 30% of them are bad, him getting beaten, picked on, it's going to be easy to write off those 30% of plays for this year. Projecting forward, it's going to be easy to be like he's going to iron this out there. So that that's my advice to fans. This should be the what you've been always wanted to do. Just celebrate all the goodness in the player, and it's very be have it be very easy to just brush off any mistakes he makes. Because uh, he, he's going to refine his game over the time, over time,
3: and beyond flattening Frankie Luvu in pass protection, Beckton was opening up some nice holes in the running game on the left side today.
0: Yeah, it, it, early in practice, I noticed a trend. I was like, "Huh, all these runs, they're all going to the left side." I wonder why that is. And Alex Lewis uh, wasn't in, in uh, a practice today, so uh, there can only be one reason, and that reason is Makai Becton, Mr. Big ticket with that uh, knit one necklace. Uh, so, <laughs> and, and and it worked because again, he's just so big and massive, and if he gets his hands on a defender, it's over. There's there's really nothing that can be done at that point this offensive line is is still struggling with run bo- blocking but if they if if I'm if I was calling plays and I needed to get, you know, 3 yards, 5 yards on a run play, I I promise you, I'm calling that run to go right behind Makai betting because that's that's going to be the best chance of getting anything going in the running game is just let that man go out there and and pancake people and and open up holes for the backs to run behind
3: By the way, if you really want to get excited about Makai Becton I have to recommend a really good article that Steve Serby wrote in the post about how Bryant McKinney, who you may remember as Mount McKinney, who was a stud offensive lineman at the University of Miami and then had a really nice career in the NFL, predominantly with the Minnesota Vikings, he called Becton and they had a chat and he was giving him advice because McKinney was sort of the Becton before Becton. I don't know that McKinney was as athletically gifted as Becton. I don't know that people thought that he was a guy that could be a potentially game-changing player, but they thought he could be a really good tackle, which is what. He Turned into but he had some Fantastic advice for Beckton, And talked about transitioning from Playing against teams like Rutgers to then having to play Against guys in the NFL so if you haven't Checked that out it's in the post and it was written by Steve Serby so highly recommend That and I also highly recommend That we listen to Chris Talk about the big training camp Fight today because I heard about this and this sounded like Two massive heavyweights throwing Haymakers if people hadn't stepped in to break it up This could have been along the lines of Lewis versus Tyson Or something like that
0: Yeah, it was I was watching it They uh, they were doing one-on-ones And I'm, I was sitting there watching And, you know, it was a normal uh, rep of one-on-ones Watching some guys get beat And then, uh, you know, beat other guys But all of a sudden So, uh, Folu Fatakasi was going up against uh, Cam Clark and uh, Folo went right at clark and clark stuffed him and and uh and then uh clark threw like uh, he threw a punch yeah I, I arm extended he threw it looked like he threw a punch and then Folo Fadakasi just kind of gave him like a rabbit hop and like headbutted him right in the face mask Uh, It was really, I was like, whoa, what just happened? Did I see that right? And I look over at everybody else and then everybody else is looking over uh, because there was other the seven and sevens uh, were going, not seven and sevens, but uh, they were doing passing drills on the other side of the field. So people were, you know, looking back and forth. And then uh, he just jumped up, did a little hop, and just headbutted him right in the face mask. And it looked like it was going to get ugly. But uh, both sides, offense and defense linemen, all got in there and managed to break it up. Uh, it, the bunch jostling, pushing back and forth for a little while. But it ended up uh, eventually calming down. And then there was no weather problems through the rest of the day. So it got, I got heated for a little bit. And, yeah, I mean – if, if somebody, if Foley Fatakasi jumps up and headbutts me in the face mask, I'm going to be shook for a little bit. And so uh, Cameron Clark was not shook and, and kept pushing back. Uh, it's good to see out of the, the rookie. Uh, but yeah, that, that was definitely an interesting sight to see.
3: I wouldn't have wanted to get in the middle of that. I could tell you that much. I will also say that we've talked a lot about bad news throughout training camp, Chris. But today, it's mostly good news. The worst news that we can give you is some more injury stuff. But it seems like on the injury front, things are looking up because a lot of players were back today.
0: Yeah. Uh, now, I'm, I'm one of these guys that prefers to give the bad news uh, or get the bad news and then followed up with the good news. So I'll start with the bad news. And, uh, Perriman is still out and that knee swelling is still a problem. They said that some days it, the swelling's not as bad and they think he's going to get closer, but then the next morning he could just swell up again. Uh, you know, he's had multiple surgeries on both his knees, so this is there's a history of this here, um, and that's obviously bad news. Uh, it, it's been a while since he's been out there, and he's still having it, so that's not good. Alex Lewis left practice uh, today, like I said, but they don't think it's anything uh, to worry about. Shoulder, uh, they, they're they not too worried. Marcus May still didn't practice, but again, like I said yesterday, he was bouncing around the sidelines. He looks fine. I think they're just being cautious there. Now we come back to the good news. We got the rookie outside linebacker Jabari Zunega. It was back and uh, joining and practicing. Well, not even back. First time he got out there, so that that's good. Pierre Desir uh, was back out there now. Uh, and he's he was doing a little bit of everything i don't think he got full full reps but he was getting reps in both positional individual and uh team drills and then the on the other side here uh chris Herndon did come back he didn't take part in team practices but uh the team drills but he did individual and positional drills but the big news a Got Lawrence Cager back, which I didn't think was going to happen by the way that everything was being talked about it. I even left him off my uh, roster prediction because I I just didn't think he was going to make it back. But he was back, and he was taking part in everything. But Denzel Mims was out on the field today and taking part in individual positional drills. He didn't do any team drills yet, but I would imagine that you'll probably see him do some tomorrow. But just getting him out there – Watching him put the helmet on during stretches, uh, watch watching him go through the individual routes and the positional drills. I'm not going to sit here and break down what I saw because it's just, you know, he's running against air. Uh, there's nobody there. It's just simple design. Look fine. But uh, we're going to need to wait to see him get some reps in actual team drills, which didn't happen yet, but that's coming. And I would guess that's probably going to come tomorrow. And, and, uh, and, you know, at least he's going to be able to get some practices in before the season starts. So that that's the big news. That, that's the really good news. Uh, fans, I tweeted it out at practice. Just typically when players go into stretching, especially if they've missed some time, when you see them put, have a helmet with them, then, the, you know, okay, they're going to practice. So I tweeted that out. And, man, did that excite Jets fans. Understandably so. They want to see this guy. They want to see what he's got. Uh, I still will temper my say temper your expectations uh, at least through the first you know handful of games of the season. But it's it's good. He's going to be able to get some reps in there. They can give him some work during the season, at least on a limited basis, and then work him in. And you hope that he'll be able to contribute. Uh, you know, as the season goes on, contribute more and more.
3: Mims did speak after practice, so we'll get to that a little bit later. But first, let's talk about the offense. Sam Darnold actually did pretty well today, throwing to a bunch of guys that nobody in their right mind would have expected to be making plays, even in training camp for the Jets. Chesson, Dante Moncrief got in the mix. Let's talk about this a little bit, Chris. What would you see today?
0: Yeah, first I do want to take a moment to give a little bit of credit and shout out to J.O. Uh, Chesson. He has had a solid camp. Like, he's – I I haven't watched him and been like, what is this guy doing here at all? He's had a really solid camp. It's just, you know, I don't have high expectations going forward, but he, he's he's looked really solid. Um, and with the state of this roster, I'm not going to be surprised if he ends up making the roster. I uh, I, I I don't think he will, but I won't be surprised. He's had a, a solid camp. But, uh, yeah, Darnold threw one interception today. It was on the opposite end of uh, the field, the opposite end zone. So I didn't get a great look at it. We were debating uh, if it was Ashton Davis or Lamar Jackson who even got the interception. But uh, he had a, a really nice pass uh, over the middle. that uh, It was a beautiful pass that Josh Malone dropped he he threw a, a really nice deep ball to Dante Moncrief it, it was underthrown a bit and it was the worst by far the worst play I've seen from Bless Austin this this training camp he was running with Moncrief and then uh the Moncrief adjusted to the underthrow and Bless Austin just kept going it, it, it was it, he got kind of lost he went to turn and was looking for the ball and next thing he knows uh Dante Moncrief is just waiting for the ball and running past him. And so there's, there's a couple of those, those types of moments, but overall Sam had a good day. Um, you know was it the sharpest day i uh, he did throw a uh, one pass that that should have been completed that was a little out in front but it was good overall and you know, like i said i do i do i'm not sure that he's gonna make the roster i'm not sure if he deserves to make the roster but i do want to give uh jehu chesson a little bit of credit here he has had a solid game.
2: Play like a jet. Play
3: like a jet. Adam Gase spoke to the media after practice, addressed a lot of the injury issues and some other things. What did he have to say?
0: Yeah, so it's, he was talked about um, uh, the idea of having a quarantine quarterback still. Uh, we've talked about this at the beginning of camp, uh, just having a quarterback that they basically just quarantine and, and keep ready that they're still mulling over. There's so many tough roster decisions that they're going to have to make. So they're going to have to be kind of they want to be prepared for everything. And he also said right now the roster construction's really tricky and they don't want to be lulled to sleep by the fact that there's been, you know, that everything has been going as smoothly as it has related to COVID within the NFL. Um he called. It was asked about Ashton Davis. Called him the Energizer, an Energizer Bunny. Um, and again, this kid just keeps showing up and making plays. He's he's really starting to settle in into his role and feel comfortable in this defense. You can see it. Uh, that that's definitely good going forward. You know, obviously he was happy to see Hernan back out there. Uh, he talked about the Parham injury again, like I said, and uh, yeah, that those were the main things that he talked about today. No, no more Le'Veon Bell specific questions there or anything along those lines. But that that was the bulk of what he had to say.
3: And then Denzel Mims, we mentioned he was back. He spoke to the media too. What he had to say?
0: Yeah, just how excited he is to finally be able to get out there. He's been itching to get out there. Obviously, you got to think. Players, football players are always itching to get out and play training camp, but this rookie, he wants to get out there even more. Um, he said he's, he'll definitely be ready for week one, and right now he's just focusing on uh, you know, practicing, getting on the field, getting the feel of everything down, and helping the team however he can.
3: By the way, Chris, before we run, gotta say this, funniest part of the Beat Reporter coverage for today, everybody checks the tweets, with the foley Fatakasi cameron Clark fight, Connor Hughes tweeted out, fight, Clark threw a lunch, and Fatakasi threw a headbutt, so of course, Chris, as you know, everybody was jumping in to make fun of the lunch comment, where he clearly meant punch. Andy Vasquez says, sounds like a yummy brawl. Ally Anazon, who covers the Jets for Newsday, says, it looked like a soup and a sandwich that was thrown. Dave Zingaro who covers the Eagles for NBC Sports Philadelphia said How come nobody throws a lunch at me And if you go and look at the comments You'll see a whole bunch of these so That was a little bit of fun a little bit of Levity there off of what could Have been a really nasty fight between Cameron Clark and Foley Fadakasi Like I said I wouldn't want to get in the middle of either one of those Two and as a tribute To Matt Stipelkoski who's not on the beat Anymore but is Mr. Yukon I'm sure he would have jumped in there On Foley Fadakasi's side if Foley would have called for him if he was still there covering the team. <laughs>
0: oh, absolutely. Also, Connor showed Connor showed that he's he's South Jersey through and through by like, with his quote tweet response to that tweet talking about Wawa. I love Wawa as much as anybody, but that's a South Jersey, much more of a South Jersey thing than it is in North Jersey. Yeah, I'm gonna have to have a talk with Connor. We're in North Jersey now. We're not talking about Wawa for lunch. We're talking about like some some better quality lunch. Go to a nice Italian restaurant or something. Nice deli, Italian deli for some lunch. Not not Wawa. So that that's much more of a South Jersey thing. Even though Wawa does have amazing coffee, it's so good the coffee that it doesn't even make sense.
3: Once you said it's a North Jersey thing, it just made me think of that episode of South Park where Sheila Brozlovsky keeps saying, it's a Jersey thing. It's a Jersey thing. That's you, Chris. (laughs) It's a North Jersey thing, I suppose. And I guess Wawa just isn't an option right now. So you'll have to go to a nice Italian restaurant. Or a diner or something like that If you want to keep up with the very big deal Chris Nimbley thanks so much for coming on And recapping practice with me Really appreciate it I know you're going to have your write up over at Jetsinsider.com and plenty of other stuff up there too
0: Yeah absolutely Going to have uh, three observations up for you I'll have them up to uh, After tomorrow's practice Which will be the official last day Of training camp um and uh writer jack williams has a piece up there that he just put out about makai becton so go ahead and check that out and then like I said uh, after tomorrow's practice i will be we'll be switching to more of a regular season stuff we'll have a lot of content to prepare you for the season going through the roster uh and everything so there'll be plenty of content for you there there's plenty now but there will be plenty more in the, these next coming days
3: Plenty of interesting content coming your way Jets-wise, both here on the podcast and at JetsInsider.com. So make sure that you head over there and read Chris's very big deal work and follow him on Twitter at CNimbly and at Jets Insider. If you haven't given us a five-star review on iTunes yet, if you could go ahead and do that for us, really appreciate it. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you could go ahead and do that for us, we would be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in the York Jets podcast, you know where to go. That's Turn on the Jets Digital and turnonthejets.com.